Hello, and welcome to another podcast from Michelle, the Practical Medium, and I am Michelle, the Medium, yours practically. Any hoodle. I apologize for how long it took me to get this one out. It's just that lately I have been nutty, crazy, busy. Uh, work came through and I had to take it because, you know, when work comes and you're an independent contractor, you kind of got to take it if you want to, you know, pay rent. But um, anyway, so that and a lot of other stuff just kept me from being able to sit down, get into the side of my head and let flow. So I apologize once again for that. Anyway, and to um, get to tonight's topic, I'm going to start out by saying that this is not going to be the easiest flow. And I did realize that after I was editing or trying to edit my last podcast, Mental Exhaust, I could tell the difference between when it's me talking and when I'm having to wait for information to come through from Ken. And hopefully going forward, I will be able to minimize the verbal hiccuping and stumbling and garbage that I have to edit out in order to keep clarity and continuity and get rid of the the verbal hesitations. So we'll, we'll see. But if that's going to be, if I can stop that, then I can get more turnover on my podcasts as I spend less time editing them. Fingers crossed. All right. So as I mentioned in my last uh, podcast, that this one will be about crossing over and what it's all about. Uh, it was also going to be accompanied by a opposite end of the spectrum podcast, not in the next one, but in the near future of the exact opposite, which is coming through. Now, there's really no word we phrase we have for, you know, the decision to come to be physical again. So I'll just see whatever words come to mind at that time. But crossing over is a definite thing because when we die, we have the option to cross over or not. And that's what we're going to address in tonight's podcast is the decision to go crossing over right away or take your time about it. A lot of people, believe it or not, hold off on the crossing over part. They do it for various reasons. Some, but then you have the people who go over right away for the same various reasons. So what I'm going to try to do tonight in tonight's podcast rather is to delineate these things. Now, again, as I always say, what I am about to talk about is not the black and white rules for life after death. These are things that people do. They have the options. They make up their mind. They use their own perceptions to decide what to do. And as always, it's never as easy as we would like to think it is. But in order to understand the concept, I kind of have to be definitive to explain why A happens, why B happens, and why there's sometimes a C in the mix. So A, B, and C. Not C as in the big blue body of water, of salt water that's landlocked, or usually landlocked. Anyway, I'm forgetting my geography. So without much more, I will start on the topic, and I will start out by describing the basics, the basic concept of crossing over. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you have come across the concept and been listened or read or seen people talk about crossing over. I don't know how much more in-depth the people, you know, sensitive like me get to talking about because, again, I don't have time to really get into what other people talk about, and that's probably a good thing. Anyway, in the meantime, crossing over happens post-mortem. The physical body dies. It cannot sustain life anymore. 
It cannot sustain the soul. So we exit the body and we are still ourselves. We still feel physical, even though we can't affect the physical world anymore. We still feel like who we were just a second ago. Now, you might look down and you might see that if you're older, you might see no very few wrinkles because your own personal perception of yourself is your young self. And uh, because the, body, the brain doesn't age, so we feel like we're, we always feel like we're 18 or 20 years old mentally, even though age changes things. We, always, we just don't feel age coming on. So when you die, you are in that mental state of mind. And if you were to look in a mirror, which you can do even when you're dead, you'll see somebody who you remembered from decades ago. So, and that's kind of how you present, how you present yourself, excuse me, to the, you know, to the other side. And if somebody were if, um, to see you, the living to see you, that they might not see the young you, they'll probably see the you they remember. But that's another story for another time. So it's an interesting look at perception of your own self and how others see you, but I'm digressing. So I'll get back to the crossing over. Basically, yeah, and I know I was getting a little tangenty. The, you see, you feel good again. All the aches and pains are gone. All of a sudden you are greeted by people you who oh, haven't seen in decades. I apologize, I have to pause. I had a neck spasm, so I were probably not able to edit out that, the noise of ouch that I made, so. Anyway, to continue on, you when you cross when you die, you're not crossed over right away. You are in a state, and it's not purgatory, but it is an in-between state of alive and dead. And you are seeing people that you've known, people that you've missed forever, the people that died when you're young, when you're older. They're all they're there to greet you, and they're there to say hello and welcome you home. So, and I'm and I'm encapsulating what happens after death, mainly just to keep the uh, conversation brief so I don't go off again and go off tangentially. We've got that established what happens after you die. You do not immediately cross over. And I had to stop and edit out a whole bunch of stuff because uh, I went off on a tangent. Back to the after you die, as I just said, you do not cross over immediately. It's not an automatic process, believe it or not. There is a choice for people to cross over and it is free will. It is embedded in your free will, in fact. And you don't have to necessarily go just because somebody's urging you to. It is, a, as I said, crossing over is a thing of free will. And if you do not think it is time for you to go over, then you don't have to. There, I'll get to the reasons why in a moment. But for the most part, there's nobody who is taking your arm, twisting it behind your back, pardon me, and making you go through. I am having a lot of body drama in this uh, podcast, so I apologize for noises that I'm making. It's just little tweaks and aches and pains are driving me nuts. When you're crossing over, or when you're dead, the crossing over is not immediate, it's not automatic, and you don't do it just because somebody says you do it. You may have very good reasons to stick around and stay in this mm, level, realm, existence, take your pick, but uh, a lot of times people don't go crossing over because the act of crossing over is shedding a low level of existence. It's a low frequency. I don't like to use the word vibration because vibration is not really a good word. Frequency is more akin to what we experience here. We're operating at a very low frequency of existence. Not that it's a bad thing. It's just 
it's low and slow because that's how we experience this. We don't go through life. We think we go through life fast, but it's actually kind of slow when compared to stuff on the other side of the fence. When you cross over, you leave behind your lower frequencies. You leave behind your humanity. You leave behind the stuff that, um, that you, the depths and the highs that you can only achieve by being physical. Now, if you are not ready to leave that behind, or if you want to stay close to your family, or there's something you want to stay close to, then crossing over is a bad idea, believe it or not. Crossing over is a bad idea in that it will take you away from this stuff and separate you and push you forward into another plane of existence, sands all the crap that makes you human. Now, you might be saying, well, I don't know, Michelle, that sounds like a really great idea. I mean, I can, I can leave this, this mucky be existence behind and be something else and it sounds great and wonderful. And again, that is truly a personal choice. There are people out there who um, are addicts and they hang around because of the addictions. They can't let go of them. There are people that hang around because, of, as I said, they need to be close to their family. They can't walk away. They can't leave them behind just yet. And there are people who feel like they have unfinished business and sometimes think that, well, maybe I'll be able to finish it if I stick around. And sometimes they can. Sometimes they can't. It just depends on the type of business and how they got around, get around finishing it. Alrighty, so is it a bad thing for people to not cross over? And as always, it depends on the reasoning. Because some people might have a very, very good reason for not crossing over. Some people are asked to stay back because they are beneficial and they're, they're needed to be closer to our frequencies to help people. Other people are just addicted to this world. They're addicted to substances and they don't want to give it up. And you can't exactly, you can't exactly walk away from a physical addiction even when you're dead. It's, believe it or not. And a lot of times you have people who get so addicted that even when they die, they don't cross over because they want to stay close to the living addicts and feed off of the living's addictions. And that is a bad thing. And it, but bad is relative in this case. And I'll get to that in a second. So you sometimes have people who stick around and make the living miserable because they don't think that the living should be living this way. They shouldn't be doing, living their lives in this fashion and their opinion is so hard wired into them that they will do whatever they can to make the life of the living miserable. And it's, it's, it's just, there's all kinds of reasons. It's the same thing like why we live and, and we use our justifications to do things and how we use our, how we root our moralities in certain um, ways of thinking or, you know, how we have to line up our lives with a with uh, authority like say, and I'm, I'm only going to bring religion into this as a psychological thing, not necessarily anything other than to, exp to give a good solid lesson. I'm not going to say anyone religion because all religions want people to be on their best behavior at all times. You're supposed to think that Santa Claus is going to come all year round, right? Because if you, you know, there's some entity out there watching how you're living and judging you and, and, and telling you that you have to be as, on your best behavior throughout all decades of your life to get admitted to heaven. That is a penultimate example, you know, because religion forms many people's lives, even though 
I would say more people are not are falling away from it than are adhering to it. But for for centuries, religion is how people formed themselves and how that that was the that was how they adhered their lives. They they said they they had to be good people all the time, and evil was to be beaten back because that's what the Bible or whatever religious text told them to do. And we all do that to one degree or another, but we don't necessarily use religion like we once did. But the same framework, the same tenet, the same reason to be, raison d'être, and I'm sure I pronounced that wrong, is what we do to justify our existence and our judgments against on other people. When it's really harder, when it's really, it would just be too simple to say, you know, we're humans, we're flawed, we do stupid stuff, we have sex, we drink, we, we smoke, we find ways to alter our brains to get an escape from our, from our daily lives. And, well, why should we judge one another? Because if we don't judge one another, we won't be, perform to proper standards and live our lives, right? Well, same thing goes on on the other side. And I know I just tangentialized and I'm talking about crossing over, but again, this will play in later. So remember everything I just talked about with people using these moral judgments to justify their existence. Now, addicts, again, as I'm, I will go back to the addiction stuff, will find ways to stay addicted. Unfortunately, if they do not clean up their act, they will sometimes become something they never thought they would be, which is a body hopper where they keep moving from person to person to get their feet, their, their feed or their hit or their whatever you want to put it. If you've never known anybody who's a heroin seeker or has to get meth, you know, think of the most highly addictive substances humans can take and how desperate people get to get their fix because those addictions are that strong. It fucks up their brain, basically. Well, that that's messing up of the brain sticks with your personality even in death. It's still there. The craving is still there. People can leave it behind, yes, even if they don't cross over. But not everybody does. And they get not stuck in purgatory, but they will get stuck from moving forward. They will become something they never thought they would. And I'm not saying that they're turning into a monster or something evil. They just become a lower form of themselves until they finally pull their head out of their ass, quit the addiction crap, and decide to move over. It really works like that. It's, um, you know, and it's, it's, it can take centuries, actually, for somebody to come to that conclusion. Now, the kind of addictions we have now are mostly limited to the late Victorian, well, mid to late Victorian era, to the modern day. So I have no idea how addicts really are coping with, you know, taking forever to move up, move on because we've only had modern addictions for what 150 160 years timeline that's not a lot of time really in the whole scheme of things that's a kind of a whole new breed of person uh that doesn't want to cross over because they're so stuck in their uh addictions so we'll see and so i know i just kind of like went on this whole rant about this stuff and i am i know where it's coming from it ain't me it's ken but is this a cautionary tale yeah no I say no because everybody's choices are their own. Their free will is their own. Nobody can make some, an addict give up their crap and cross over. It's, uh, it's, it's like we want, as much as we might want somebody to come along and, you know, and force somebody to cross over, it just doesn't work like that. What do you do? 
well, you can keep working on that person and tell them to cross over and hope that eventually they get the clue and they do. And I have crossed some people over. I am not exactly the best at it because my internal ability to be compassionate is hard to come by. Not that I can't, but it, um, it's, um, yeah, I'll, I'll get to that towards the end of the podcast. So now that I've gotten most of the negative out of there, because I don't know why we love with that, but we did, I'm going to get to the good part of it. When you think about it, Good and evil are kind of human concepts. It's, it is universal. It is goes past. It goes beyond our lives. But the extremeness that we put using religion or other moral values for good and bad is restricted really to humanity. Because there are pe- there are things out there that are just so nasty and nobody gives a shit because they are balanced out by somebody who is extremely good. It's just that when when we're humans. We tend to view things, as I said, in extremity, and we look upon bad things as being really, really bad, and we think like people like serial murders and um, should be the most nasty, evilest, vilest things when they're like just these weak-ass-looking dudes like Gary Ridgway or very handsome and charming men like uh, like Bundy. Um, uh, I can't remember his first name right now, you know. Uh, the the serial killer. I'll probably just have to put it in the description because I can't remember his first name right now. Anyway, you the, the killers should not look like this. They should not look like mild-mannered people, right? Right. Well, that's because we build this stuff in our heads to make them turn into, into monsters. So we use them as moral t- tales to not be that person. without. And we don't recognize what drives people to murder to begin with. We just react to it primally. All right. I'm going to get off that negative Nelly track. Ahem. Ken, and let's get in a little better, more positive light. Balance this out. Okay, can we? All right. <laughs> He's got, he doesn't have a choice in the matter. I'm going to do it. All right, so when it comes to the opposite end of the spectrum, and I'm not going to let myself get waylaid this time, is that just like we have these evil, nasty people, we also have very good and wonderful people. And you would think that the good and wonderful people would be want would be kind of like, yeah, fuck this shit, I'm out of here. I'm going to cross over. I'm going to do my work from remote. I don't care anymore. Not really. It's not really quite like that at all. Good people as well as the crappy people don't cross over. Sometimes, as I said, it's there is they're asked to not cross over. Sometimes they don't want to cross over because of unfinished business or they just like helping people and want to stick around well longer to help those they love get through their lives with the least amount of stress or teach them lessons that they need to get them to the lessons that they need to be te- they taught kind of like a guardian guide because people who don't cross over can act in that role it's just not um you know and it semi-official kind of i guess you could say but they can do that so just as the evil are evil the good are good and do things for the living that are wonderful and lovely i can speak attest to that myself from uh, people that I've known and crossed over and even with Ken who has taken on the role of he's taken on multiple roles he doesn't help just me but I'm his main focus because of this job we're doing we're partners and partners help each other so you know I lean on him he leans on me it works and I can think about all the stuff that he's done for me that is good and wonderful and I will get to that in a mental exhaust episode because there was some interesting stuff lately that has happened where he's done nothing for me but helped make my life a little easier in small ways. So personal again, but in a general 
think, scheme of things, you might have a grandmother who loves you dearly and doesn't want to be too far from her family because she just loves everybody so much. She wants to wait for them to come home because it, it hurts her more to go to the other side and be distant from everybody and lose her humanity, even though she won't lose her connections to you. That's never going to be a thing. She won't lose her connection, but she won't have the same intimacy of connection until everybody comes home and crosses over themselves. So she'll, you know, she'll, she might decide uh, to hold off the crossing over, tell people I'm waiting for people, and um, just do her thing and be closer to her loved ones until that's their time. Or she might decide that as it gets closer to their, that her loved ones ends, that it's okay for her to cross over and wait there because it won't be so long. And while she's waiting, her time is our time. She has actually two clocks. She has the clock on our side and follows our patterns. And she has the clock on the other side where the other family members are. Because just because you do not cross over does not mean you are barred from the other side. It's not like that at all. It's a mix on the other side. It's people who have crossed over and who haven't crossed over. And you can go back and forth. The people who have crossed over are certainly easily welcomed back. They, they don't even need to think about welcoming back. They just come back. The same as those who have not crossed over. It's not a barrier. Crossing over doesn't stop people from coming back. It doesn't stop them from ever coming back, actually. It just takes away the depth of humanity. And some people are ready for that. Some people are not. Some people want to go into the light or, you know, whatever saint comes to greet them, because I, I'll get to that in a moment when I've crossed people over, uh, explain how that works. And when, you know, comes to greet them and say, welcome home, you have, um, and then you have people who see the peep, somebody coming for them and say, hey, it's time to come over. And you say, I'm not ready yet. Whoever comes for you will say, okay, no problem. When you are ready, you say my name and you tell me you're ready and we'll go. It's just that simple. When people who do not cross over, they are going to be, like I said, stuck on our clock. Well, not stuck, but they are on our clock. They are living our lives with us at every moment or most of the time because sometimes they decide to take a break and go to the other side and hang out because they can. doesn't mean that they can't. They're just closer to us in terms of connections and ability to connect with us and connect to, to affect our lives. And sometimes that is necessary because a guardian slash guide may not be able to be that person. Like with Rose, when she stepped in with me, that was pushing her boundaries. That was pushing the limits of what she could do. Uh, but because it wasn't my time to get sick and die, she had to step in. On the other hand, somebody who has not crossed over, they don't necessarily mess with your free will, but they are closer to you and can guide you closer to what you are wanting to achieve. So... You know, there's some food for thought that if you have heard somebody about, you know, saying, oh, well, they haven't crossed over yet. Do not panic. They are okay. There's nothing wrong. They didn't do anything to piss off the universe because they're just really not. The rules on the other side are complete, not completely different, but they are not quite the same either. And there is no, no such thing as doing anything wrong. And when you think about it, if you were to take away our morals, apart from harming others, you know, the golden rule, do unto others as you would do unto them, who's to say what's wrong or right? If somebody wants to go out and get drunk, they do hurt other people, yes. And addiction does hurt other people, yes. But there are other things that we do that, well, they don't literally do not hurt anybody. They don't make anybody's lives miserable. 
but we still judge him for it. Sex comes to mind. Somebody who wants to have as much sex as possible is got you know seen as a slut or a whore or you know male or female either side. I'm not condemn. I'm not applying it to one side only, even though the words are tend to be female gendered. But men and women, you know, and we don't have a t- we have a tendency to treat one better than the other morally because that's what we have been taught. If we have to think about what is right and wrong how in our moral societies and our morals as society t- dictates our morals as i've been trying to say does it really apply to us only here or does it apply wherever we go and if there are no rules well what are morals so food for thought again this is stuff that i've had some deep thoughts on but i'm not quite ready to podcast about them and I just, it's being thrown out there because the crossing over is part of holding on to your morals, actually. And I'm going to get to that just in a second. But to begin that section, the morals of religion and other things that scare us hold us back from crossing over as well. And this is where I talk about some personal experiences. I am pretty sure that I have talked about the female gangbanger um, at one point who terrorized my house for 45 minutes before I kicked her ass out. I really did kick her out because I, I just didn't want her around because she drove me nuts. It's because the idea of somebody who can, who's so angry that they're kicking the boxes uh, in your apartment, yeah, you don't want that around. Anyway, sometime after that one, I had somebody who's was worried. I'm, I can't, I found there, I think probably on Reddit, them, I don't know if it's a male or female, and they were afraid and worried about a family member who wasn't crossing over because I think they went to a medium and the medium told them that they weren't crossing over. And I'm like, ah, oh, great. So when I see stuff like that, it's not that I know that I can't help, that I don't want to help. It's more along the lines of, can I help? I'm not very good at compassion uh, most of the times in terms of the kind of compassion compassion that is needed for crossing somebody over. It's some, it's a part of me that is, again, I'm going to lay it at the foot of autism and the not having the right kind of wiring. That's all it is. It's not that I'm cold or that I don't care. I actually do very much. But there, when it comes to crossing somebody over, you have to connect with them on an intimate level that I have a hard time reaching. So I, my experience with crossing people over is minimal. So this back to this person... And um, this is this one was an interesting one. What finally came to light, and it was after I talked with him for a moment about why he wouldn't cross over. At first, initially, very angry man, very pissed off, upset, um, and a bit combative too, even. And I'm like, why do you not want to cross over? And I just got a sudden the the image of hellfire. And I'm like, oh, were you raised Catholic? Yes, and he was raised Catholic before Vatican II. And if anybody knows what Vatican II is, it's where the church cleaned up a lot of its rhetoric and uh, took more took it more easy on the Catholic population in terms of punishments and going to church every day and stuff like that. Anyway, so this guy was very much an old-school Catholic, and he was afraid that because he had done some bad things in his life, which we all do. We've all done stuff we don't care for or we've done stuff thoughtlessly. But he felt that because he wasn't quite the mo- an angel, he was not going to be able to go to heaven. Literally. He was afraid. 
that if he were to move to the next level, to go crossing over, that he'd be in hell. And it was just, I'm like, I'm like I blew my mind away. This is what I had to do. And this is something that was kind of against my own grain. And it just highlighted to me why I'm not good for crossing people over. But I will if asked. This was my holding out my hand, physically holding out my hand to this gentleman and saying, will you take my hand and trust me? And he gave it a shot. He, I, he held my hand. I knew it, could see it, could tell. And I said, all right, if I, will you listen to me? If I tell you, I promise you that you will go home and you will be welcomed into the arms of Jesus. Will you go home if you trust me that my promise will be true? And I mean, the language is weird because you just heard how I said that. And that's exactly how I said it then. It doesn't quite make sense, but to him, it made all the sense in the world. He started to relax. He started to trust me. He started to think maybe she's right. This is somebody who's got connections that I don't even know about, and she's telling me this, so yeah, I'll trust her. It was just that quick. So we talked a little longer. I said, Mother Mary is waiting for you. I said, her son Jesus is welcome. Was waiting for you to come home. They will welcome you. You are not going to hell and you will be back reunited with everybody and all you will experience is love. That's what I told him. He listened. He relaxed. He decided, you're right. So as I sat back, and this is all going on in my mind's eye. My physical vision isn't quite back to seeing the dead. I used to at one time. So this is all mental. You know, all of a sudden I see this Renaissance vision of, of Mother Mary and an adult Jesus uh, coming and saying hello to this man and saying, please come home, son and brother, you are welcome. And I'm just like, this is not my life. Is this? This is my life. This is my life. I can't get over this. This is straight to me. But I am a bystander in all of this. I was, you know, I mean, the characters, that, the players that were there were acknowledged my role and said thank you. But it wasn't like, you know, I brought somebody home to the flock. It was they were there to welcome somebody who was invested in their existence. And that's a whole nother story, which I will get into at some point about religious figures. But I'm using language right now that is normally what I use when I talk to people about this stuff. So it's going to have to take a podcast to get the whole 3D picture. However, in this situation, this, this man decided he had enough. He needed his peace. He needed to rest. And by my just opening him up the, the, the portal, I guess you could say, or whatever, opening up that thought to him that I am true to my word. I will bring you to the people you want, you are seeking, and they will welcome you over. He trusted me, and he met them, and he moved on. He crossed over. He was at peace. And I did relay this back to the person who um, was worried about them. And honestly, this gentleman was just your average human being who occasionally did something crappy like we all do. It wasn't enough to keep him from crossing over and he wouldn't have gone to hell anyway because hell's just a concept. And I'll talk about that in another podcast. I finally moved him home, moved him over. I got him to cross over. I got him to trust me. And well, I have never heard from him since and that's okay because I got my thank yous and that's all I need. And just to know that by telling me thanks, that I did my job. That's it. But I'm not a person. I'm not the person to cross people over. But I do get interlopers in here, 
who will drive me up a wall because they need some help. They trust me for whatever reason. Like I've got a huge freaking neon sign over my apartment that says open and, you know, draws the dead in to say, oh, hey, this chick, she'll help you get over. If you, if you have any problems, she'll tell you what to do. When it's really in themselves, it's really their own internal thinking that keeps them from moving over. Unfortunately for me, I'm somebody that has to break them their way of thinking and get them to move on because it's the best thing for them is to cross over at this point. The dead, if, when the dead start looking for mediums to cross over, you know they are ready. So, yuck, not my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I'm going to stop complaining. On that note, um, this is about the end transmission from Ken. I don't really have anything fresh coming through. The main, the, the, the surface topic has been covered. So if anything else does show up, I will be sure to add it into a, and I just pulled my hair, great, um, into a mental exhaust episode and um, do some follow-up. As always, questions, uh, emails, suggestions, uh, it's michellethepracticalmedium at gmail.com. Remember, M-I-C-H-E-L-E. Not two L's, one L. Uh, at uh, and just send me a line. Tell me what you think, anything. And um, also, before I forget, I have a buy me a coffee link. I don't know how well that propagates outside of the main platform that I'm on, which is Anchor FM. The Anchor FM distributes for me. So if you want, if you want, to drop me a dime or there, thereabouts. You know, the link is in the description box. And if you decide to, thank you. And if not, well, just please keep listening because that helps too. And I hate to use the tired out, clapped out, worn out. You know, if you like this, please subscribe. But if you do, well, I trust you to make your own decision well enough that you want to subscribe and follow me. And if you do, I thank you and I appreciate you. And I appreciate all of you putting up with my peripatetic publishing schedule and all the other little crappy things that um, I can't keep up with. So anyway... Next topic will be on dun-dun-dun hell and why it doesn't exist. But if you want it to exist, it can. But maybe you don't want it to. Anyway, on that note, you all take care. Stay well. Stay away from the boogeyman that is COVID-19. And we will talk again soon. Thanks.